Hey everyone, I'm Alex. And I'm Courtney. And this is Nerds at Odds. Your weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond. And before we get started today, I just want to remind y'all to rate us on whatever podcast service you're listening to. And this show goes live for free on Fridays, but if you want it four days early and ad-free and with the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, head on over to patreon.com slash nerdsatodds. And we also have a Discord that you can gain access to if you join the Patreon. Yeah, where you can just talk with us and other fans of the show, so that's a perk you guys get. And don't forget to follow us on both Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is nerdsatodds on both of those platforms so you can keep up with what the show's doing. And let's just go on into what we've been doing. Courtney, what have you been up to? So I've been working on some art projects. Mainly, I did a big painting for my sister for her birthday. It's Majora's Mask themed. And you can check out what it looks like on the Instagram, actually, because I posted a picture of it about a week ago. Yeah, it's looking looking really good. Maybe we can start selling some of your artwork as prints as well. I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see. I played some more Best Friend Forever, which it is forever and not forever. Yeah, like I, I was said. wrong last week. That's a correction. How did, did you finish this playthrough? Uh, I'm about halfway through. Every five weeks you get like a, like a checkup on your puppy mm-hmm. and how he's doing. And I stopped right before the five week checkup and there's like 14 weeks. I okay. Think. Are you enjoying this second playthrough as much as your first? Yeah, I wish there was like a skip feature where you could skip dialogue you've already heard. That's interesting that it's not. That seems like a common feature in these types of games. Well, for Arcade Spirits, yes. I don't remember if there was one for Dream Daddy. I'm pretty sure there was. It would have took us much longer to get the platinum in that if there wasn't. I guess. But, you know, it's not It's not bad. I, I chose a different dog. To be my, my companion throughout. Are you liking this dog more than the last one? It's a smaller dog. They're basically all sort of similar with their... their uh... Gameplay? Yeah, because it's basically, you know, your dog is just there. And I assume he has all the same like dialogue stuff that happens. And he like cowers when he's scared and you have to pat him. Or he'll be digging and you have to like pull him up. Or he'll he'll be trying to tug away from you. You have to pull him toward you. Or mm-hmm. he'll he'll poop, and you have to put the poop in a little bin. And that'll just happen randomly throughout conversations. So you have to be wary of that. I think it seems like an interesting game, especially if you're into these dating type games or pet taking care of simulators, whatever genre that would be in. It's not as much of a like pet simulation. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is my pet. I'm taking care of it. I mean, there is some parts where you have to, like, groom it and feed it, but that's only, like, a small portion of the game is, like, getting its attributes up and tending to it. Mm. Out of all these games that you've played so far, I think my favorite one to watch has been Arcade Spirits. Arcade Spirits is pretty good. Dream Daddy's funny at times and also just enjoyable. Except um, when we're trying to get the trophy to get a hole-in-one on all 18 holes in the mini-golf date. That was a pain. Yeah, well, the platinum for Arcade Spirits was much easier, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was. I enjoy the story of that. I like going to the arcade, or working at it at least, and the people were nice. I'm excited for the sequel. Is yes, it a sequel or a DLC it's, pack? It's a sequel, 
And it's called, like, New Challengers, I think. Arcade Spirits New Challengers. And it will take your save of, like, the one that you want to keep. So with me, it would be Percy. And I think that'll influence it a little bit. Like, the story. Yeah. I think maybe my character and Percy will be in it a little bit. Maybe mentioned. But I think you're playing as a new person. And there's all these other people. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that to come out as well. I enjoyed watching you play that one. Monster Prom is another one that's kind of like that, It's I guess. not really... It's kind of... Monster Prom is more like the Yogg. Gameplay-wise, I guess, yeah. You're still trying to date someone, I mean. You are trying to date someone, but it's a lot more complicated. That's a couple of recommendations from us for games you guys should try out. Best Friend Forever, Monster Prom, Arcade Spirits. Those are fun games y'all should check out. I really want to get Spirit Fair, which has been... All over the place right now. Yeah, it's we watched we watched Ray on Twitch play it. Yes. So it seemed interesting. It's not really your kind of game. It's definitely my kind of game, but I'm kind of I really want to get it, but I don't like I know it's only twenty bucks, but I don't want to pay. <laughs> I just don't want to pay money. Yeah, especially since we did lock in that PS5 pre order, guys. I'm excited to announce we have one in the tuck. Hopefully. Target does not cancel it. I'll be very upset, but we'll get into that a little later in the show. Well, the reason I don't want to buy Spirit Fair full price is I just bought Best Friend Forever, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I don't want to buy another <laughs> game right now. No. Well, also, you've been reading Nothing But Bones, Just Bones, what is it called? It's Not Even Bones. Not Even Bones. Which I mentioned, I think, in the first episode. I finally finished the book because I've been, like, lollygagging on reading. But I finally finished the book. The webtoon, the first season, I think, of that one is about to come to a close. Because, I mean, it's fairly close to the end of the book of where I finished. So it's first season of the webtoon, the first book? I think so. I think it will be. Okay, so when you get the second book, you don't know what happens. Correct. Okay, that's exciting. I mean, I, like, I, I was reading the book and I got to a point where I was like, oh, the webtoon's not up to here huh. yet. So That's cool. I mean, it's kind of... Almost like getting a movie version of the book. You kind of see these drawings and how it plays out. Yeah, That's I, interesting. the book is better, obviously. I mean, you, I love the drawings. The artwork is fantastic. But the book is, you know, going to be better better than the, the webtoon. Yeah. From what you've told me, I like the lore of this world. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm gonna is it, look, how, I'm, how YA is it? I mean, l- let me tell you. There's like a kind of romance, but not really. Mm-hmm. Like it's... It's kind of hinted at, but it's it's not like, will they, won't they? It's more like, oh, this girl's been kidnapped and she's trying to get out of the, the, the death market that they're, like, cutting her up and trying to sell her. Yeah, this kind of darker elements of it, what it's, interests me. It's a really dark YA novel. I think it's, like, maybe Spanish in origin. Interesting. Of some way, because it's, like, there's one part in it because they translated all the dialogue and everything into English, mm-hmm. but they're she's like speaking Spanish or Portuguese at one point. She's like, "Oh, I'm trying to think. Did I use the feminine uh, words at any point to like describe this person?" Because it's, it's so I think I think it's been translated. So it's interesting because usually most of the books I've read have been very American books. Yeah. Well, maybe I can find the Spanish version of this and read it to help me brush off all my Spanish. 
Maybe. Skills. I mean, it is a YA novel, so you should be able to read it real good. My Spanish skills are so rusty, I'd probably need to start with, like, a Dr. Seuss-type book. But I can I could probably read that in Spanish. Let's start there. But I think after you finish reading some of the Harry Potter books, or the one that you're on, you can read Not Even Bones. I'm going to probably start reading Scarlet next, I think. That's a different series, though. Right? Different series. Have you talked I'm about... I'm halfway through it. Have you talked about that series on here? The Lunar Chronicles? I don't think so. Do you want to give a quick rundown of what that is for our listeners? It's like all the fairy tales. Well, not all the fairy tales, but it starts off with Cinderella, but instead of being like glass slippers and all, she's an android cyborg. Cyborg. She's the cyborg. And uh, she has a, a foot that she kind of leaves behind, like a, a whole leg, sort of. And it's like set in the future, right? Yeah. It's it's fairly it's fairly weird. There's people that live on the moon and they're like the bad guys and they're able to like glamour themselves to be beautiful and interesting. Would you consider it a cyberpunk type setting? A little bit. And the, and the one that I'm on right now, it's uh I think it's called Scarlet. And it's like Little Red Riding Hood. And then the next one is Cress, which is like Rapunzel. And then the fourth one is Winter, probably, I think, Snow White. Uh, that makes sense. Do you think Winter's the last book of the series? I don't remember. It's on the back of the books, but I don't remember. <laughs> okay. And that... there's some, like, accompanying shorter nah. books with it. Stories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of recommendations from Courtney on what you guys should do before these next-gen consoles release with all their wonder. Well, I mean, most of the games seem to be coming out the next year, so it's. I wonder what's going to be like the big release yeah, game. Yeah, well, we'll discuss that once we get to the topic. So I've been up to a couple things that I usually am up to, This, as it seems. I've been playing a little more Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, but I have finally come to the realization that I'm just bad at these games now as an old man, and I, I just can't unlock all these levels. I can't do it. It's frustrating. It's fun to play in the levels I can unlock, but I was really hoping to get the Platinum in this game, and that's definitely not happening. Well, I don't think it's because you're older now, babe. I mean, clearly older people than you are are getting better scores, like Tim Geddes, right? Mate, I mean, he's, he's a lot better. Tim Geddes is a co-host of Kind of Funny, if you guys don't know. He seems a lot better. I've seen him post pictures of his scores in the millions, and I'm like tearing my hands apart, you know, pulling my thumbs out of sockets trying to press these buttons fast enough to barely break 200,000. So I don't think that I'm going to do that I'm going to do that great. I've also been playing some more Kingdoms of Armalar Re-Reckoning. That's been going well. I'm about 17 hours into the game. I've really enjoyed it, though the story of the side quests and stuff, I tune out. I like to watch YouTube while the game's on mute while I'm playing it. I just like the combat and equipping the armor and the drops and the loops you get. That's the most interesting part of the game for me. And if you guys are just looking for something fun to play with a lot of customization and crafting and such, that's a very interesting game. Like I said last week, it's only $39.99. It's not the best remake in the world. It's just a, a little bit better looking than it was in 2012. There are definitely some bugs still in the low time suck, but... It's an enjoyable play. So you're not a story person? No, I like stories. I just don't think the story in Kingdoms of Amalur is comprehensible. 
Mm. It's one of those games where... I mean, I like high fantasy stuff like Skyrim or Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. But the names and the location names and stuff are just so contrived that I'm like, I don't care what you have to say. I have no clue how to pronounce your name. You're just the dude that's over there to me. I can't connect with you. And I've been reading more Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban. I haven't gotten too far in it. Uh, Fell off a little bit. Classwork has gotten a little heavier into the semester. But I'm enjoying it. I still think the movie is probably better than the book. Well, I mean, you're wrong. Books this are is, always better. This is the same conversation we had last week. So once we do the discussion about books versus movies, that'll be a definitive discussion on this matter. Maybe we can do that in the next month or two. Together, we've played Harry Potter Lego years five through seven. After the crushing loss of oh. Harry Potter Lego years one through four. Yeah, I'll say file got destroyed on that one. The platinum, the chase for the platinum, completely lost. What have you thought of five through seven compared to one through four? It doesn't seem as fun. Yes, I've noticed that as well. I don't think years five through seven are as good as one through four. We haven't gotten a lot of story stuff. We've that, gotten like go to class, learn a spell. Yeah, wonder about the grounds of Hogwarts, but yeah, there's not as much storytelling aspects, and I feel like it loses some of its luster. Uh, maybe it'll come up more later, but we went, we got to Christmas real quick, and then that Christmas level was over real quick. The one where Snape and Harry go into this dream yeah. thing, yeah. that was so confusing as to what was actually going on. And we're gonna need Snape for the replaying, because there's some of those little people that have like the little clouds over their heads where you yeah. have to use the focus. So we'll keep that in mind. Hopefully we can platinum this one though without it crashing. And then we'll on to another Lego game once we beat that I think. That's all that's all shtick now as we play Lego games and platinum them. We're thinking I don't care about platinum games. I'm just well, you obsessed like, with Well them. we like playing together and I need platinums to justify my existence. So uh, I'm thinking Pirates of the Caribbean Lego next. Maybe. That seems fun. I'm not sure what movies they are if it's not all of them i'm gonna be kind of upset well it's definitely not five and i think it came up for four so i think it's just one through three i guess that's fine the canonical pirates movies i guess because <laughs> it feels like they thought that was the end of it and then they're like nope he's back and then five years later they're like he's back again so and also he brought will into this apparently yeah and will's kids here and this is a ghost dude and we've also been watching BuzzFeed Unsolved True Crime on Hulu. Well, on season four now. I think so, yeah. We have almost caught up to it. It only has six seasons out. Yeah. I don't know if the show's still going on, but we are rolling through these episodes, and I hope there are more. I've really enjoyed it. It's, it's a little scary at times. <laughs> yeah, I can't watch too many of them before I go to bed. This true crime stuff gets me all paranoid in my head. I'll be laying there. Then I'll wake up and look in the shadows and be like, who's staring at me? Who are you? What are you doing? Put that down. Get out of here. That's how this show makes me feel at night sometimes. So only a couple in the daytime, but we are still rolling through them. It's very enjoyable. If you have Hulu and you like true crime stories. And they're fairly short. Yeah, they're about, the first season has some real short ones, like five, ten minutes. Well, I think it used to be just like a YouTube show, essentially. Yeah, the production has gone up through the seasons and they're about 20, 25 minutes now. And I like watching them and just seeing if I can figure out the crimes. Some of them, uh, you can clearly tell who did it and how they did it. 
but they happened so long ago, and the police weren't too up to date on how to catch these people, or maybe threw some evidence away they shouldn't have thrown away that they can't prove these people did it. So my favorite part is that they'll they'll introduce the topic, and I'm like, oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah, Courtney's probably known two thirds, if not more, of these. So it's fun to see how your background knowledge plays into what they talk about. Because I feel like they just didn't want to ask a band, the escape from, not ask a band, the escape from Alcatraz. Yes. And we listened to a podcast not too long ago on the escape of Alcatraz. And I thought the show had some differences in what it they had, talked about. It had a little bit of differences. They are also like, how did they get so many raincoats? And in the podcast we listened to, that it was like, here's how they got all the raincoats. Like, I feel like they could have gone in more depth Got, like looked up oh all the prisoners gave them the raincoats yeah cool and also we've been watching mythbusters on hulu they have seasons 11 through 20 or whatever they have I a lot i want more that i looked it up there is nowhere to buy a complete set of Myth mythbusters you can buy like the first four seasons and then you can like piecemeal it all yeah on itunes if you buy each episode or each season which you have to do individually. It's like $300 or something for all of Mythbusters, which seems a bit crazy. So. It seems excessive. And I just want to get all of it because I loved watching Mythbusters growing up. Yeah. I loved it. We've watched a season and a half now, all of 11 and almost all of 12 at this point. Yeah, I think so. And that it's really enjoyable. Sad that Grant passed away last year. Yes. There's a lot more seasons we have left to watch. And if you have Hulu, I definitely suggest checking out Mythbusters and BuzzFeed Unsolved True Crime. They also have a Supernatural one that I've watched that Alex hasn't watched. I'm not into this ghost stuff, man. It's it's not just ghosts. There was this. There was an episode on some demons. Demon, and then, demons and ghosts are the same. Thing. And then some. And then no, it's not. And then some. 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 Bigfoot. And aliens and such. Bigfoot and aliens are the same thing. No, they're not. <laughs> Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you. And first, let's talk about this Apple event in the iOS 14. What have you thought about the new OS on the Apple phone? I thought it's pretty good. Siri's changed up a little bit. Um, I think it's probably for the better. Yeah. It's just, it was a little jarring the first time. It seems smarter and a bit more smooth line, so I, I like that. I like the the widgets, I guess. Yeah, the widgets are cool. I won't, I only have the weather one on my like main screen, because that's the one that I guess is most important to me. I have the weather one on my main screen too, and I have transitioned fully over to the one screen future. All my apps are nicely put into different folders. My weather widget's in the top right. I have everything on one screen without having to swipe between screens. You do realize that if you swipe, I guess, to the right more, then you can... Get, Search apps. Get, yeah, it, it already has them in nice little... Folders, yeah, but they're not folders I created. I'm enjoying the OS. The OS, you liking it? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, the um, the watch and the iPad OS are pretty good as well. I don't have the Apple Watch. And speaking speaking of that, I actually did just order Courtney an Apple Watch SE that should come in within the next week. 
And let's talk about how Apple has seemed to move to pricing their products a little more reasonably, surprisingly, with the iPhone SE and the Apple Watch SE. They're kind of good entry-level products. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, it's interesting because you got your phone and then the new uh, iPhone came out and you got me the SE when we switched over to the same plan. So I have a nicer phone than you. And you got me the SE Watch, so I'm going to have a nicer watch than you. Yeah, currently I have the iPhone 8 and the Apple Watch 3. Uh, they work fine still, so I don't need to, to upgrade. It's nice to see that they're getting a little more reasonable, because when the iPhone X came out, it was like $1,200 or something. Something unbelievably expensive. So 329 for the SE is a good price for the watch, and I think the phone's 399 so it's more reasonable. And now, next, we're going to talk about the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer, which Courtney didn't watch yet, so I'm just going to tell her about it and get her live reaction to me telling her what I remember from the trailer. You ever heard? This is like a news... It's going to be false memories. Yeah, this is like a news show where you tune into the news, and the guy tells you what he remembers from the paper he read earlier that morning. (laughs) That's what this segment's going to be like. So, babe, get this. You ready? Yep. Trailer opens up. Mm Mm-hmm. The, like, leader of the Mandalorians is talking to the Mandalorian. Baby, don't describe the whole trailer for, to, for me, please. Anyways. Just give me the high points. Okay, high points, okay? The trailer starts. Baby. <laughs> Anyways, it seems like they, the Mandalorians as a group want him to find a Jedi to give Baby Yoda to. Okay. So it seems like season two is going to be him trying to find a Jedi. And since Ahsoka who is Anakin's apprentice in the Clone Wars TV show, is in season two, I feel like that is who he's going to end up at least finding to give Baby Yoda to. So you're excited to see some Jedi action, perhaps? Sure. That We had a, a lack of lightsabers. Which I think some fans like. I mean, I don't miss lightsabers. I'm, so. I mean, you know, it's like a... A magic weapon that can do anything essentially is what the lightsaber seems to be it's like block the blasters well it's you have to be a jedi to block the blasters with the lightsaber whatever it's still like block the blasters cut through steel at an alarming rate any other thoughts you excited for baby yoda the child uh sure sure you think they're gonna give him a name this season maybe I don't know if Mando's going to do it, though, because he doesn't have a name, so he might be, like, the whole, like, not naming things. Yeah. Does he ever refer to it as the child? Yes. He does? Okay. I think, I think he goes, the child. <laughs> That's a good Mando voice. The child. <laughs> and next, uh, we're going to talk about this Hogwarts Legacy, the new RPG that's coming out, uh, made by Avalanche. It's coming out next year. What did you think about the trailer? I think it looks pretty cool. I like that it's back in the 1800s, mm-hmm. though, of course, uh, that means that there's no indoor plumbing at Hogwarts at the time, so I wonder if there's going to be, be if they're going to talk about it at all. Usually the games don't talk about having to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I'm assuming that's not going to be an issue. Even in Red Dead 2, they, they weren't like, where they're like, it's super accurate. It wasn't like, oh, I gotta go stop and go to the bathroom. Is that is that something you think games need to include? To, no, to no, that's realism? annoying. It was super annoying in Red Dead, from what I saw. There is a game, a survival game, like an orc type game, where you have to relieve your bladder, and I, I can't remember the name of the game. But that does seem a bit excessive. 
It's just, like, I, I understand immersion, and I guess with The Sims, you know, you have to go to the bathroom. It makes they sense do in show The Sims. That. Yeah, because you gotta, like, take care of these, like, babies, essentially. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited for the game. Uh, I've been dying to play a true Harry Potter RPG, ready to take my character and get my wand and get my house. I'm curious to see what you do each year, how the game's structured. I'm sure it's got some some interesting structure. My question is if they're going to do what they did in, in Hogwarts Mystery, where like you go to get your get sorted and then they just go which house you want to go into. I hope it gives you a quiz. I th- I think it should give you a quiz, but it, it honestly, you know, like you pick your classes and stuff, like in, in like Skyrim and yeah. stuff. So it's not like they just randomly give you whatever. So I, I guess it makes sense, though it doesn't really affect your stats in any way. It might in the game. But I will get Hufflepuff nonetheless. Yeah. So I'm interested to get some house points. Hopefully we can play Quidditch. If that's like a nice in-depth side game, minigame type thing, just playing Quidditch, that would be great. I won't do Quidditch. Because they're, 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 they're talking about like, oh, you can choose your own classes mm-hmm. and stuff and like mold your own adventures. So I'm going to lean heavily into Care of Magical Creatures. Maybe Defense Against the Dark Arts all the way. And Quidditch. And Quidditch, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see if it goes past Hogwarts. If it's like, oh, you finished your seventh year, and now the end game is you being just a wizard out in the world. Well, in the trailer, they did say that, like, oh, there's so much beyond these walls, so... Yeah, that's curious. Though I hope it doesn't truncate the Hogwarts learning student experience to kind of get you through that quickly so you can be a... No, I don't think so. I think people are going to live for the the Hogwarts being a student stuff. So I'm hoping this game's 500 hours to beat minimum. It's, it's what I'm <laughs> no DLC to get that number. I mean, I want DLC as well to up that. Those are rookie numbers. I want a couple thousand hours in, out of this game by the end. So Uh-huh, sure. If it's like that, there's no way we're both going to be able to play it. Well, maybe we can have two separate saves. Maybe. Because I'm not just going to watch you play. I mean, I'm going to play as and a... And you're sl- not going to just watch me play. I'm going to play as a Slytherin, so... You're going to play as a Hufflepuff. Two completely different playthroughs. I'm just going to be zapping fools. It's like, you know, a dialogue option. And I'm like, Avada Kedavra. And I just kill them. Pickpocket them. And you can talk them into doing nice things. So on to the topic of the show. Which we're going to talk about console war and a retrospective of this current gen. Which is PS4, Xbox One. Now just a quick reminder. Xbox Series X and S come out November 10th, PS5 comes out November 12th. Good luck for those of you who are trying to pre-order these things still. And let's talk about what seems exciting about the new gen before we get into our retrospective. Well, I don't really have much info on the Xbox Series X other than how it looks. It has a lot of vents. Which of the three do you think looks the best? The PS5, the S, or the X? I think the PlayStation looks the best. I I agree. I like. I mean, it kind of looks like it's wearing a shirt with its collar <laughs> pulled up, but I think it looks okay. Quick question. Yeah. Why isn't the Switch included in the console wars? We don't know what the next Switch is going to be. That's true, but it's still a console. We can talk about what we think the next Switch is going to be to compete with these. 
Though I don't think Nintendo needs to even fight in this war. It's got like its own little island to itself that no one's trying to compete with. There's no handhelds on the market now. Well, they just got rid of their own 3DS. Yeah, they the discontinued it. The Switch is the only handheld. So if you want a handheld console, you're getting a Switch. And if you want to play Nintendo games, you're getting a Switch. And I think the Switch is the perfect second console. Well, I, they've got to do another one. So at least just to like expand the amount of storage it has. Maybe like just fix some things. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's going to expand the storage it has. Because I feel like that would make it way more expensive. And you can just buy um, SD cards to go in it. Fair. But I think the next Switch is probably going to have more RAM, a better CPU, better GPU. Probably going to be able to run games at 4K. Things like that. So that third-party games that run on PS5 and Xbox can reasonably play on the Switch. So maybe you can get like a Cyberpunk that plays on the new Switch. I don't know what they're going to call it. Switch 2? Switch Plus? Who knows? Switch X? That's Switch Snap. Switch Snap. It'll be curious to see if your Joy-Cons work on the new Switch. Over or under, do you think they're going to work on the new Switch? I don't think that they will, and I hope that they are better and they don't get so much drift on them. There's an unreasonable amount of drift on the Joy-Cons currently. Because it takes like less than a year for some of these things to wear out. Which I bought the warranty for my new ones, but... Our GameStop closed in town. Yeah, we're going to have to drive like 45 minutes to an hour to find a GameStop to use the warranty on to get a pair that doesn't have drift now. Yeah, but I got my yellow and blue ones. Yeah, so we can maybe hopefully find another yellow-blue pair to replace those with. Maybe I can get the Animal Crossing ones. Yeah. And real quick, let's just discuss what's coming to these consoles like by the end of this year. That kind of makes us excited. Okay. Because we kind of touched on that earlier with the launch games. Now, the differences between the Xbox and the PlayStation are kind of minute. The Xbox has a terabyte of storage. The PlayStation has 800-something gigabytes. The Xbox technically has a more powerful card in it. But I think PlayStation's is custom. So until we see games run on them, we're not going to be able to tell which one really runs them better. One Um, of our friends is getting both. Uh, consoles. So we'll we'll ask them what their opinion is on what runs what better. The S, just so you guys are informed, does not have the same innards as the X. You cannot play games in 4K on the S. It doesn't have a disk drive. It has half the amount of storage. So just keep that in mind when you go to buy one of these things, that you're not going to be able to play games as well as you can on the others if you buy an S. And I prefer physical copies of games anyway. Well, I bought the physical PS5, or just pre-ordered it. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed that we actually get it without being cancelled. Yes. I bought the physical version so we could play movies on it. Mostly. Because I have my Blu-rays. It does have a 4K disc drive, though, so if we want to buy 4K movies, we can start doing that. Invest in the future. Which will be outdated when 8K comes. I, I don't care that much. <laughs> it doesn't... Well, listen, there's a point where they... They try to make it look more and more real, and then it just looks kind of uncanny valley, essentially. I'm more... I don't want to be like, oh, I can re- reach through my screen and grab it. 
I'm more into frame rates and stability. I'll take a 1080p game at 60 frames that doesn't crash over a 4K game. Listen, it doesn't matter. You know why it doesn't matter? Because, like, for, for if we're streaming movies or whatever, it doesn't matter because it doesn't... It's our internet. Yeah. And our internet is crappy. And it'll cut out, and then it'll be all fuzzy. So it doesn't matter. Real quick, to discuss the games that are coming out, because I feel like that's the most important part of a console anyway, right? Mm-hmm. By the end of this year... You're going to get, for my knowledge, the two more key titles on PS5 were Miles Morales, the Spider-Man game. Okay. And Demon's Souls, which is a remake of the 2008 game, 2009 game, Demon's Souls, which is the first Dark Souls game. I don't know what Demon's Souls is. It's Dark Souls, but it's... I understand from you saying that before, (laughs) but I do... In, I did enjoy the Spider-Man game when we played it, so maybe it'll be good. There's a caveat to that. Spider-Man Miles Morales comes out on the PS4 as well, where Demon Souls does not. Just keep that in mind. You don't need to buy a PS5 to play Miles Morales, but I think something people are forgetting about this next generation is that they're going to play the games better than the current gen in a way that I think previous generations have not been able to do. Since these have SSDs, and especially with the PS5 with the peripherals, like the DualSense, I feel like the game, the experience of playing the games are going to be drastically different from PS4 to PS5 and Xbox One to Xbox Series X. That investing in one of those will make even these cross-gen games almost new experiences. And from Xbox, I think any major game that comes out on them comes out on the Xbox One for like the next couple years and can play all of those on PC. So, I feel like if you get an Xbox, you're getting one because you want Games Pass. I think you're just being hard on Xbox because you're a a PlayStation boy. I I do have a PlayStation bias, but it's an objective fact. No, no it's not. Yes, yes it is. You can play those. All Xbox games are playable on PC. That's because it's Microsoft and they have PC stuff too. Yeah. I mean, but, like, uh, Xbox is way cheaper than getting a, a computer that can run those games. That is, that is true. I did test this. If you buy the parts that you need to assemble a PC that has comparable stats to the next-gen consoles, assuming you have to buy every part, you might have some of these already, and you can only buy the ones that you don't have. But out of the box from scratch, you build it yourself, though. It's like $1,500 to build the tower you need that's comparable to these $500 machines. And I just don't get the point of spending so much. Like, I guess if you're a competitive gamer, sure, the with the lag. Yeah, I just don't see that the graphics... For me, at least, they don't matter that much because I'm more of a story person. Like, I watched, the first time I watched, the only time I've watched Doctor Strange was on Netflix and I didn't have good internet at all and it was very, very blurry and I'm like, the story's not great. I don't like, I don't get why people like this movie so much. And also, if you're getting, like, the new 8K graphics cards that just came out for PC, which costs, like, almost a grand, you then have to buy a monitor that supports 8k which cannot be cheap 
you are getting, I guess, the best performance in your games, but you are shilling out tons of money for these. Yeah, you've got to have a, a, a good job. Yeah. What I'm saying, I guess, to summarize this next-gen console talk before we get into our retrospectives, is that if you can get one and you have the money, the next-gen consoles are definitely going to play the games better. But a lot of these games are going to be available on your current-gen consoles, especially for, like, the next year, even on the PlayStation side, because Horizon Forbidden West comes to PS4 next year as well as PS5. So keep that in mind. And have Speaking of which... Yeah, speaking of which, let's get into our retrospectives. Babe, what from the previous generation stood out the most to you? I really loved Horizon Zero Dawn. You made me play it. I did. And I loved it. I loved Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I got, I platinumed that game all by myself. Yes, which could not have been easy. It was definitely time consuming. It was time consuming. I have not finished the Atlantis DLC. No. But that's fine. I feel like the Atlantis DLC, it, I mean, it seems good, but it does seem a bit misleading. You're not, like, roaming around Atlantis doing cool stuff. No, you're in, like, Hades or something. Well, the first one is in well, whatever. The first part's in, is like, this, the god realm, whatever that's called. Yeah, but it's 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 real confusing. Yeah. I don't know. They're AIs, I guess. I'm still confused. Yes, so, but the base Odyssey game. Definitely recommend that. Yes. It's really fun. Uh, even the, the First Blade DLC is really good. I also enjoyed helping you with God of War. Yes, the puzzles. Because he's not good at puzzles. I liked uh, helping you with Spider-Man because of the puzzles. And the sneaking sections. The sneaking. I can't. I'm not into that. It's hard. And I just, you know, the most fun I have is playing with you. So. Yeah. That's good. So I don't know how many experiences we're going to have on the PS5 with that. but of Playing together? I mean, Lego games. So. Yeah. Maybe I'll get you on dual sense. I don't know what that means. The controller for the PS5. I don't care. No? It, it, I don't care. It's whatever. It, apparently it feels the same as shooting a real gun. Whatever. I don't care. We'll see. I think it's probably on market speak. But it could, could be revolutionary. We'll have to wait a couple more months to see. Let's talk about... Switch games as well up to this point. Any of those stood out? What's your favorite Switch games? Breath of the Wild. You think that's the best Switch game so far? I think so. It's it's so good. It's the reason I bought the Switch. It was like I, I bought the Switch and then I also grabbed Breath of the Wild on the way out. And I was like, cool. I'm pretty sure I remember reading a news story when the Switch came out that Nintendo sold more copies of Breath of the Wild than they sold of Switches. Because they ran out of Switches, and people were like, just give me a copy of Breath of the Wild. I'll wait until I can get a Switch to play this. So at one point, there were more than a 100% attach rate for Breath of the Wild to Switches. Well, you know, it makes sense, I guess. I don't know. I also really enjoyed Animal Crossing, though it kind of it hit that point where I haven't played it in months. And I really should play it again, but I know once I pick it up, it's going to be like hauling stuff up a hill, <laughs> dragging it. You have to do so much to get back to the part you were at. Well, no, it's just like, I had my town perfect, and I was like, well, I guess that's kind of it. And, <laughs> they, and they keep releasing stuff, yeah. but I'm just, I haven't, 
I missed the whole second summer thing, and it's it's a little bit of work, and it's a little bit of, like, just wanting to relax. Yeah. And that's why I haven't read as much, because I'm just like, I just want to relax. I think Animal Crossing is also another one of those Nintendo games that has sold incredibly well. I think about half of all Nintendo Switch owners have this game, which is insane. Yeah. Considering that the best, like, first-party Sony exclusive game one out of every eight people have, and that's, like, the best-selling. Yeah. It's crazy how well these Nintendo games sell. They know their market, I guess. And uh, Sun and Moon was really good, but again, I haven't finished the the DLC. Not Sun and Moon. Not Sun and Moon. Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield was really good. The the new DLC comes out soon, actually. I haven't finished the last DLC. (laughs) I didn't find all the Diglets. It was... I mean, the Diglets are whatever, but it's... I didn't even get my bear thing to evolve i don't think it was just it's like they give it to you and it's basically at level one ish and you have to work it all the way up and they don't want you to use rare candies and like all this other stuff and it was just annoying just grinding it yeah i don't know i enjoyed the leveling up of kafu i don't know well my experiences on the ps4 that I have enjoyed the most are Horizon Zero Dawn as well, God of War as well, Spider-Man as well, and Ghost of Tsushima, which Courtney didn't help me with because it's, it's mostly just slashing people. So, but, It looked pretty, though. Oh, it's gorgeous. And you know what's crazy? I mean, the PS5 says that there are going to be like no low times. But Ghost of Tsushima, somehow Sucker Punch, did a great job coding this game because it has like almost no low times. So... That's impressive in and of itself. I think out of those games, if I had to just choose one that is the essence of this generation, I probably have to say Horizon Zero Dawn is the game you have to play to get the PS4 generation. I would agree. I think it's I think it's very good. It's interesting because it's like future. Yeah. And the, all of the like the side quests and the collectibles, they all have like all this story intermingled in, and it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think God of War is the best game on PS4, but I think Horizon, I don't know, shows off what this generation is in a way, I suppose. Maybe because it's a new IP, and God of War is just a revamp of an old one. But it's different. Than, than it is what different. the other one was. And apparently there's a sequel coming out next year. Probably the end of next year. Boy. For God of War. So. Boy. Yeah. Maybe we'll uh, have a boy counter. No, that sounds boring. You don't think so? It, I, I bet it's in the hundreds. It sounds boring. <laughs> so let's get on into our questions, comments, and concerns. And this question comes from Patreon. And it's also about the topic of the show. And you can submit your own questions, comments, and concerns over at patreon.com slash odds if you become a member at any level. And usually we'll have, like, what the topic is going to be about for the next episode, so you can comment on that specifically. Yeah, I post a, I post a post that's a thread for the next episode a couple days in advance. So you have time to formulate what you want to ask. And they ask, who do you think won this console generation? PlayStation or Xbox, and they added that they think the PlayStation won in terms of sales, but Xbox won in terms of positive business practices, and they think Switch did its own thing, and 
won in that aspect. So you're kind of giving out trophies to everybody. Who do you? What do you think? I think Switch won. You think? If, yeah, the Switch won. Nobody was expecting the Switch. Everyone was like, "Oh, the Wii U that was a travesty. Do you see that? That was awful." The and, and then and then they were like, and then the Switch was fantastic. I think I think that's a great way to frame it. I think that people saw the Wii U hobbling. It's like, put them in a body bag. And it's like, will Nintendo start doing third-party games for Sony and Microsoft? Is one of them going to buy Nintendo? They're done for. And now the Switch has sold 70 million units. Well, it's like the Wii was was great. I think the Wii... Oh, the Wii was okay. Looking back on the Wii, I think it was gimmicky. But I think it was easy to access. And people's grandmas love playing Wii Bowling. Yes. But I don't think most people bought mini games for it. No, but like every household had a Wii. Yes. You know, everyone had a Wii. And then the Wii U came out and everybody was like, I'm not buying this. It looks dumb. And then the Switch came out and everybody was like, give me one. Yeah. Well, you know, I think a big part of the Wii U's problem was a couple things. One, I think a lot of people thought it was just an expansion to the Wii, not a new console. Possibly. And two, whatever the controller was. That was garbage. Well, it was the gamepad, which is sort of the basis of what the Switch looks like. It kind of like, it looks kind of like the yeah. Switch. I think the main problem is, for some reason, they put both thumbsticks above the buttons. I don't know. That's, a, that's a horrible idea. It was, it, was, it was a strange one. I did not own that one. Yeah. It was. Well, I think I think twelve million people did, and that's a problem. One of the few Nintendo things I did not own. But the Switch is great. I think yes. Nintendo. It's a great design piece of hardware. You can play it handheld and on the dock is great. I think the versatility of it's amazing. There's definitely there's definitely a group of people that are like only in the dock, and then there's a group of people like me that are like handheld's better. I play it handheld ninety percent of the time. Yeah. I think Nintendo also did a great job of releasing amazing games for it. They have tons of first-party games that are on this thing. Yeah, and you can't play those games anywhere else. That's mm. the beauty of it. They're like, Xbox is like, oh, I guess we'll re- release to this. And and Sony's like, I guess we can let Xbox have one. Or we can put this on the on the computer. And, and Nintendo's like, no, you buy you buy our stuff yeah i think sony's like 90 percent of nintendo's just like grasp on their first party titles you know because i mean sony did put horizon on pc but like four years after it came out and that's like the only first party game they have on there yes but nintendo has never done that. but something nintendo does that sony don't even do you cannot buy a nintendo first party game for anything less than 60 dollars yeah it will never go on sale sony will sell you their first party games for 20 bucks six months later well here that's the beauty of it for nintendo is that their their games like with with sony it's like oh the demand for their games starts to lessen Hmm. with nintendo it doesn't which is crazy seeing as how like all the nintendo first party games at least the major ones have way huge attack rates compared to sony games like i said uncharted 4 thinks the best-selling sony first party and it's on 10%. 10%. 10% of PlayStation owns on that game. Nintendo has like Zelda, Odyssey, Smash, Mario Kart, Animal Crossing, all of them I think like a quarter if not half of all Switch owners own. And if you go on GameStop and you're like, oh I'll just buy a used version. It's like, oh yeah, it's not 60 bucks. It's like 
$54.99. Yeah, even GameStop knows. You can't, you don't reduce them any more than that. No. People are going to buy these games. So I like that argument for why, if, if you're taking a base where they were the generation before the Wii U and seeing where they're at now with the Switch, that's a great look at mm-hmm. how they won this console war. Yes. And, I mean, I love the Switch. I might even get the next one if it's that much of an improvement on the base one. I'll wait till my Switch dies in the ground and then I'll be like, time to upgrade. Yeah. With sales, Sony definitely won. It outsold the Xbox 2 or 3 to 1. It's outsold the Switch like 2 to 1 almost. I mean, I don't... The, the problem with us answering this is that we didn't... We don't own I did, the I, Xbox. I did own an Xbox. Uh, I sold it. Oh, yeah, the Skyrim one. Yeah, and I sold it. And, and I think that's another... The reason I sold it is another reason why Sony won, quote-unquote, if you can win, a generation. It's because of games. Yeah. I'm not, I never turned it on. I played Cuphead on it, and now Cuphead's on the PS4. But I played Cuphead on the Xbox, and that's the only game I brought on it. Because, I mean, I like Sony's ecosystem with the trophies and stuff. I, I, but, you know, uh, Xbox has the achievements, and I... Yeah. You know, it's it's very interesting to see how people cuz I'm not I'm not one of those people. I guess I am with like Nintendo products, like I'll die on that hill. Yeah. I'll do it and you'll die on the Sony <laughs> hill. But somebody out there will die on the Microsoft hill. Yeah. And that man over there, he's <laughs> dying on the PC hill. We got a Sega person anywhere? In thousands of dollars of time. Sega? Oh, no, the PC guys. The PC. <laughs> so, I mean, I think I think almost objectively Sony won on the games front as well. If you just go through like the Metacritic scores and see their first party games and how many of them are well reviewed opposed to Microsoft, I think this generation at least, Sony had the first party games. And it seems like from what we've seen so far, next generation is going to be the same way. No, Nintendo is going to win again. You know, that's interesting. I think it's an, an easy argument to say Sony has better first-party games than Xbox. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a, if you could argue one way or another if Sony or Nintendo win. I guess it depends on what you're looking for. I just prefer playing with the little handheld, mm. and I think most people do. And it's not like the PlayStation's doing Like, they had the Vita yeah. or whatever, and the, like the psp the psp but it's just like they don't have them really anymore i think i i think nintendo's gonna own the handheld market i don't think sony or xbox care yeah about that at this point but i think nintendo first party games are fun replayable you know experiences you want to keep going back to yes and if that's your type of thing they're not as serious right and if that's your type of angle i mean that's what you're into breath of the wild is pretty serious yeah but i mean compared to like last of us or stuff Uh, i think sony has single player story experiences that you're going to play once for 20 or 30 hours and then you're done you know mm -hmm. and i think those games are better made and more production goes into them but you do play your nintendo games more come on that's just rude to say well better made might be the wrong nintendo games take Pride in having almost no glitches. Like, I, I will say, yes, Nintendo will polish the game until they it's have, perfect. That Nintendo polish is mwah. Yeah, I guess what I mean by... How dare you say that they're not well made? 
I don't mean well made, I guess. But did you see how beautiful Breath of the Wild was? I just mean like... It was a gorgeous game. Sony games look like as close to real life as you can get, is what I mean. I don't care. If you want to see like people who look like people doing dark, serious things... Link looks fairly real. Well, Nintendo games are more stylized, I guess. Which isn't a bad thing. But they're more stylized. What we're saying is there's an argument to be made for Switch and PlayStation winning this... But the patron also brings up Xbox's positive services. What do you think about Games Pass as a service? I have nothing. I know. I know nothing about it. Do you like the idea of the Netflix of games? You pay nine ninety nine a month, you get access to a library of games. I guess it's okay. I mean, you know, it depends on what games you have access to. If they keep switching them out, and then one year, one month, they're like, hey, "There's some stinkers in there." <laughs> I don't know. I subscribe to PS Now, and I find myself overwhelmed, actually. You have this huge library of games that you're paying pennies on the dollar for per game, and I just scroll through it sometimes, and I'm like, I want to play a couple of these, but there's too much choice, and then you, like, close the app. Well, it's like, it's... I also feel like they're not putting, like, the big games on there as often. Microsoft puts all of their first-party games on Games Pass the day it comes out. Sony will almost never do that. They will almost never put a first-party game on PlayStation now. Though, with the PS5, if you have PlayStation Plus, you get almost all of their PS4 first-party games that they've released. So that's something cool. I see this as a cool additive, but I do find it overwhelming sometimes. It's just something I like to have that I rarely use, but I see people who are more on a budget. It's like when you go on Netflix and you scroll forever and you're like let's just watch the office again what you won't be able to do soon thanks to peacock well you know whatever. which we haven't tried out maybe for an episode we should try peacock out and discuss our streaming that doesn't sound like a fun episode you don't like that no it sounds okay. boring we'll put it on the back burner when we're kind of all ideas so i think we've we've covered this topic pretty well and now let's hop on into Keita's corner brought to you by our five-year-old ragdoll cat Keita. and what does she want us to know today once again, she would like you to know that uh, it's always great to spay and neuter your pets. And it's best to adopt than to buy from a breeder or a pet shop or something along those lines. Uh, if you want to see plenty of pictures of Kita, because it's posted every day a new picture of Kita on the Instagram. It's at Nerds at Odds on Instagram. Mm -hmm. she's, she's pretty cute. She's a pretty cute cat. She is very cute. It's time to get on into an interesting fact of the day. So, Courtney, what's what's the interesting fact? So, the top five best-selling home consoles of all time, in order, are PlayStation 2, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 1, the Wii, and the PlayStation 3. And quick note on that, these are home consoles not handheld included. But the Switch is a home console as well as a handheld. Yes, the Switch I would count as a home console. It has not sold more than that's any weird. of those. And so that's the top five best-selling home consoles of all time. So what's the top five best-selling video games of all time? In order are Minecraft, GTA V, EA's mobile version of the Tetris game, Wii Sports, and PUBG. Now, two quick notes. 
these don't count free to play games because the list I looked at only counted if you bought the game. And if it did count free-to-play games, Fortnite would clearly be number one because according to Epic, over 350 million different people have played at least one round of Fortnite. Mm -hmm. And also the EA's mobile Tetris game, that's there because if you count Tetris as just a game in any version of Tetris, it sold billions of copies. Yes. So this is a single version of Tetris, and it's third on the list. Okay, well, at Minecraft... <laughs> Minecraft makes sense because, like, you can buy it on anything. Yeah. GTA Five makes sense because you can buy it on almost anything. Like, you know, all of these make very clear sense. What do you think the best game out of those five are? Minecraft. Minecraft? I think so, too. I like the versatility of it. Yeah. You can get tons of mods for it. Yeah, I think GTA Five's a, a good game, too. Wii Sports is there because it's a pack yeah, with Wii. Yeah. Well, Minecraft, I do have to admit, it will make me seasick after playing it for a while. You think so? It makes me a little nauseous. You know Minecraft's on PSVR now. I don't care. So we need to get PSVR so you can play Minecraft in VR. Remember when they were like, I guess it was it's for the VR thing, but they were like, you can lay it out in this world and then like... No, that's uh, Microsoft's AR that they're working on. Oh, yes. Uh, I don't. I feel I, like we haven't heard anything about that in a while. Yeah, uh, I would actually rather play VR than AR, though. I don't care about VR that much, as I have expressed previously. Yeah. I think it's going to be more user-friendly once, at least the PlayStation version, which is the best-selling VR unit, once people can play that wirelessly. I think the wires are holding this thing back, and it needs more graphic fidelity. Because you can buy like the Oculus one that's wireless and has good graphic fidelity. But, but it's super expensive. But people don't have PCs that can run it. So that's it for this episode, guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye! Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you, and have a great day.